Section 34 of Stories from Le Mort d'Arthur and the Mabinogion, retold by Beatrice Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 34 How King Arthur and Sir Gawain went to France. From the day when Sir Lancelot brought the queen to Carlisle, never would Gawain suffer the king to be at rest, but always he desired him to call his army together that they might go to attack Sir Lancelot in his own land. Now King Arthur was lot to war against Sir Lancelot, and seeing this, Sir Gawain upbraided him bitterly. I see well it is not to you that my brother Sir Gareth died fulfilling your behest. Little you care if all your knights be slain, if only the traitor Lancelot escape. Since then you will not do me justice nor avenge your own nephew. I and my fellows will take the traitor when and how we may. He trusts in his own might that none can encounter with him. Let's see if we may not entrap him. Thus urged, King Arthur called his army together and bade collect a great fleet, for rather would he fight openly with Sir Lancelot than Sir Gawain should bring such dishonor upon himself as to slay a noble knight treacherously. So with a great host the king passed overseas to France, leaving Sir Mordred to rule Britain in his stead. When Lancelot heard that King Arthur and Sir Gawain were coming against him, he withdrew into the strong castle of Benwick, for unwilling indeed he was to fight the king or to do an injury to Sir Gareth's brother. The army passed through the land, laying it waste, and presently encamped about the castle, laying close siege to it. But so thick were the walls, and so watchful the garrison, that in no way could they prevail against it. One day came to Sir Lancelot seven brethren, brave knights of Wales, who had joined their fortunes to his, and said, Sir Lancelot, bid us sally forth against this host, which has invaded and laid waste of your lands, and we will scatter it, for we are not one to cower behind walls. Fair lords, answered Lancelot, it is grief of me to war on a good Christian knights, and especially on my lord, King Arthur. Have but patience, and I will send to him, and see if even now there may not be a treaty of peace between us. For better far is peace than war. So Sir Lancelot sought out a damsel, and mounting her upon a palfrey, bade her ride to King Arthur's camp, and require of the king to cease warring on his lands, proffering fair terms of peace. When the damsel came to the camp, there met her Sir Lucan the butler. Fair damsel, said Sir Lucan, do you come from Sir Lancelot? Yeah, in good truth, said the damsel, and I pray you lead me to King Arthur. Now may you prosper in your errand, Sir Lucan. Our king loves Sir Lancelot dearly and wishes him well, but Sir Gawain will not suffer him to be reconciled to him. So when the damsel had come before the king, she told him all her tale, and much she said of Sir Lancelot's love and goodwill to his lord the king, so that the tears stood in Arthur's eyes. But when Sir Gawain broke in roughly, My lord and uncle, shall it be said of us that we came hither with such a host to hie us home again, nothing done to be the scoff of all men? Nephew, said the king, methinks Sir Lancelot offers fair and generously. It were well if you would accept his proffer. Nevertheless, as the quarrel is yours, so shall the answer be. Then, damsel, said Gawain, say unto Sir Lancelot that the time for peace is past, and tell him that I, Sir Gawain, swear by the faith I owe to knighthood that never will I forego my revenge. So the damsel returned to Sir Lancelot and told him all. 
Sir Lancelot's heart was filled with grief nigh unto breaking, but his knights were arranged and clamoured that he had endured so much to insult and wrong, that he should lead them forth to battle. Sir Lancelot armed him sorrowfully, and presently the gates were set open, and he rode forth and all his company. But to all his knights he had given commandment that none should seek King Arthur, for never, said he, will I see the noble king who made me knight either killed or shamed. First was the battle between the two hosts. On Lancelot's side, Sir Bors and Sir Lavaine and many another did right well, while on the other side, King Arthur bore him as the noble knight he was, and Sir Gawain raged through the battle, seeking to come as Sir Lancelot. Presently, Sir Bors encountered with King Arthur and unhorsed him. This Sir Lancelot saw, and coming to the king's side, he alighted him, and raising him from the ground, mounted him upon his own horse. Then King Arthur, looking upon Sir Lancelot, cried, Ah, Lancelot, Lancelot, that ever there should be war between us two! And tears stood in the king's eyes. Ah, my lord Arthur, cried Sir Lancelot, I pray you stay this war. As they spoke thus, Sir Gawain came upon them, and miscalling Sir Lancelot traitor and coward, had almost ridden up him before Lancelot could provide him of another horse. Then the two hosts drew back, each on its own side, to see the battle between Sir Lancelot and Sir Gawain, for they wheeled their horses, and departing far asunder, rushed again upon each other with the noise of thunder, and each bore the other from his horse. Then they put their shields before them, and set on each other with their swords. But while ever Sir Gawain smote fiercely, Sir Lancelot was content only to ward off blows, because he would not, for Sir Gareth's sake, do any harm to Sir Gawain. But the more Sir Lancelot forbode him, the more furiously Sir Gawain struck, so that Sir Lancelot had much ado to defend himself, and at last smote Gawain on the helm so mightily that he bore him to the ground. Then Sir Lancelot stood back from Sir Gawain, but Gawain cried, Why do you draw back, traitor knight? Slay me while you may, for never will I cease to be your enemy while my life lasts. Sir, said Lancelot, I shall withstand you as I may, but never will I smite a fallen knight. Then he spoke to King Arthur, My lord, I pray you, if, but for this day, draw off your men and think upon our former love if you may but be a friend or foe god keep you thereupon sir lancelot drew off with his men into his castle and king arthur and his company to their tents as for sir gawain his squires bore him his tent where his wounds were dressed end of section thirty four read by anna nomoska